the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Yes, sir. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the aforementioned Texans All Access. John Harris from his crib on a wonderful Wednesday evening. Hopefully it stays that way. I don't see any clouds in the sky right now, but you know it's Houston. It can change. Uh, and change very, very quickly. But right now, hot Houston summer, which means we did Texas training camp live this Well, no, okay, maybe we didn't do it this morning. But we will be doing it soon. And when I say we, that means me, my cohort, the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good evening. How are you? Good, sir. You know, what do uh, coronavirus and Maggie May have in common, except for the month? Because it's late September, and I feel like, I, I really feel like I should be getting back to school or whatever that lyric is. Uh, and I feel like, you know, it's early August, and I really should be at training camp. And, you know, we are kind of, <laughs> yeah. but we're not. You know, it's yeah. very different, and they're just in that ramp-up mode and conditioning and doing some other things. And, you know, next week they'll start practicing, and it'll be more normal. But everyone says new normal, whatever normal is now. But uh, we'll be we'll be doing it, Johnny. No preseason games, which I'm really you know now I. It's funny because they were going to be a big hassle as far as pulling them off with yeah. TV broadcast crews not able to travel and certain yep. things like that. But I kind of miss having those reps. You know, I was, I was looking forward to having some reps. And, and we really enjoy doing what we do. And, and preseason is a different kind of story to tell, so that's too bad. But we're getting ready for September 10th. I think you, you said it right there. Preseason is a different story to tell. And I, that's always fun to me. You go on those trips, and, and no matter where you're going, and, and typically one of them is, you know, last year we went to Dallas and, I'm trying to think where else we went last year for for preseason. Oh, Green Bay. What am I? What am I saying? Oh, that was so much fun. And I don't want to say the pressure was off in those games because obviously we want to do a great broadcast, no matter whether we're describing a Madden game that we did this summer, mm-hmm. or we're doing a preseason game, or we're doing hopefully eventually a Super Bowl game. I mean, we want to do a great broadcast either way. But there's just so much that goes into a preseason game. You know, wait, who's that guy? Well, that guy in the fourth quarter. I mean, Buddy Howell uh, against yep. Detroit last year. You know, watching Buddy, who we didn't get to see in preseason in 2018 because we claimed him on waivers right at the end of preseason. So we didn't get to see him in preseason. Now we're seeing him against the Lions, and he's just barreling through. And I just remember Dre being really excited about what we were seeing from Buddy Howell. And it, it is. It's just a different story to tell. You, don't, you, you see the starters a little bit, if at all. Um, you, you know, so you have to – kind of dive deep into the rest of the roster and then try and find those guys that, man, I didn't know that guy was going to be a player. I didn't know he was going to emerge and become uh, you know, a, a guy on the 53, a guy that can make the practice squad. Boy, I thought he was going to be cut and look at him now. So that's the thing I always look forward to in training camp, but we won't have those. So, Mark, the, the scrimmages, and OB referenced this a couple days ago uh, when he was talking about what they would do in lieu of having preseason games having the scrimmages. Now, those scrimmages in the past have been against other teams. They've had the joint practices 
where they've done a lot of different scrimmaging and a lot of different things against other teams. How how deep do you think the scrimmages will get the two or three that Coach talked about during this preseason time in lieu of having games? How deep do you think they'll get with those scrimmages? Deep in terms of how many plays and how what the exposure is. Yeah, I mean, would yeah, you how, tell me exactly how many plays do you need in a, in a college setting? What are you going to yeah. feel comfortable with your starting offense getting as far as just consecutive reps? Because there's a fatigue factor. Look, you're sure. going to be playing uh, September 10th in Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be a cool autumn night. I mean, it could be. But it's still kind of warm, and that's your first real exposure. And I know preseason does the same thing. So you're going to have to figure out a way against your own guys, the iron sharpening iron thing, against your own guys to get sharp. And I think that really is going to be tough. They're going to have to run a lot of plays relatively, you know, 30 plays or something for the offense, I would say at least. Yep. You know, and, and maybe there are other ways you can get them together, get them ready. But look, football, you you always say this, football shape is football shape, right? There's yeah, just something totally different, different about it. Totally, yeah. totally different. I mean, I, I would – run in this Houston heat and prepare in this Houston heat. And then I went up to Rhode Island for school. So you're thinking it's 97 degrees. It's hundred percent humidity. I'll be ready for anything, anything that the Rhode Island summer, late summer wants to throw at us in, in two days in training camp. And invariably the first day you put on pads by 15 minutes in, you're like, ah, what? Out of here. you're just dying because it is trying to, create that football armor for yourself is it's a it's a whole different animal so it, it the, the players are gonna have to do that and it'll really for us it'll start august 14th i don't say i'm disconnected in some sense but i know there's work going on i i hate that we're not over there to at least see some of the things that are going on but august 14th uh that'll be the day circle that that'll be a friday mark and i will broadcast live uh from practice eight to ten as we have done uh, for seemingly forever, and I love those shows more than anything. And probably the favorite, my favorite ones were when we were at the Greenbrier. Uh, but last year, Green Bay was very, very cool. So have that on your calendar, eight to ten, for the next two weeks, uh, starting August fourteenth, because that's when everything will kick off. Okay, tonight we will have a What You Remember When Wednesday, and it will have the Chiefs in mind. Not all, not. Every one of them. In fact, I've got a holdover from last week that I didn't ask about. And I'm really curious to get Mark's thoughts on this one. Really, really curious. Because I I had my own thoughts. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. And I don't even want to hint at who it is I might be asking about. But we'll get to that. But then there will be some uh, Arrowhead Stadium memories, if you will, because there have been a few. Even last year, there were a few there. We'll go not around as the many as you think. There's a statistical or a scheduling oddity about this series, Johnny, and I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, and we'll get to that when we get to mm-hmm. what you remember Wednesday, because we do have some Chiefs-themed uh, uh, responses needed. So we'll get to that. We'll go around the league, uh, see if Antonio Brown is going to end up anywhere. Uh, see if Mr. Unlimited up in Seattle. Please tell me you saw the Mr. Unlimited video today. Please tell me you saw it. I will watch it during oh, the break, no. I promise. Oh, I can't believe I missed this. You missed the miss. Now, apparently it's from a couple of years ago, but it's – you got just, – just put it – I wonder what would happen if you put it in to the Twitter machine and said, hey, Mr. 
Unlimited. Oh, you know, you know it's coming up. It's coming right up. I'll let you it, know. Oh, yeah, there it is. Of course, <laughs> you you'll it's love Twitter. it. They got you beat. <laughs> it's yeah. It's what if good. you put in Ezekiel and Tony? Right? No, don't put that in there because then you'll get something that you can't play. <laughs> not safe. Not safe for work or home. <laughs> no, but it's, but it's very, funny. very funny. It's very very funny. Now, someone who is he's probably funny in his own right, but when we sit down, we talk a lot of ball. And today, the assistant coaches spent some time with the Houston media, and we we were able to procure interviews with two of the three coordinators, defense coordinator Anthony Weaver. We will save that for you later in the week. But we also had a chance to catch up with Tim Kelly. And, Mark, the first thing that stood out to me when Coach sat down uh, on the machine we had in studios, we did the Zoom interview with him. He's kind of like me. We have COVID-19 hair going on right now. And I'm used to seeing him with such short hair, and I typically have short hair. And we looked like we haven't seen a barbershop in like three years. That was, that was the first thing that stood out. Of course, we chopped up a little bit. Before we started our interview with him, and it sounded a little something like this. Yeah, Johnny, we started out asking him about what it was like operating in camp like this. It's going good. It's, it's a different training camp, but it's good to be back in the building here. Uh, it's been great to be able to, to see the players again and, and come in and see all the coaches. It's, it's been a long time since they were in the, in the facility, so uh, it's, been, it's been good to come back in and get back to work. What's the ramp-up like? Because this is obviously different from other training camps in many different ways, but you didn't have the OTAs, so are you, are you sort of squeezing the OTAs into a couple of weeks? How are you handling all of that? Sure. We're, we're, what we're doing right now is we're just trying to make sure that the players have a general understanding uh, of the offense that we're installed. So uh, with the different walkthroughs that we're doing, we're really going through and making sure that uh, guys are, are going in the right direction, as simple as that sounds, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, running the correct routes without having to worry about beating man, man coverage, press coverage, all that. It's, it's just a general understanding uh, of the scheme that's putting in. Um, and then we'll really be able to get into the nuts and bolts with the different looks that we'll end up seeing when we're able to go against the defense. Coach, obviously there have been some changes, especially in the wide receiver core. Those two guys that you brought in, Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb, what do those two mean to your offense? And when you found out that they were joining the squad, how excited did you get as to what you can do with those two guys for your offense. Yeah, funny story about that. When, when uh, you know, Coach O'Brien texted me and, and you know, told me that, that we had acquired Brandon, I was actually just on, I was on my wife's Peloton, and I, I like, yelled. She came in, and she was like, are you okay? Um, but, no, like, the, it's, it's exciting to have those guys for, for you know, a number of reasons. One, obviously, they're really good football players, uh, and, and they have been for a long time. Um, two is that the, the wealth of experience they bring in, um, you know, is, is, you know, Brandon's played in two Super Bowls. Randall's played in the playoffs for Green Bay. You know, it's, it's been uh, really good to, to, to hear just basically to, to get their opinion on things, to, to you know, how do you see this? Um, so it's, it's helped us as, a, as an offense to see how they approach each and every day and, and um, you know, how they look at different things and kind of pick their brains as much as possible. Coach, with the running back position, it's interesting because last year he had a 1,000-yard rusher, and then you had Duke Johnson at 44 catches, which is a pretty high number for a back in this offense. And now you have David Johnson added to the mix. And, you know, we're not sure what to expect because Hyde had 10 catches last year, and we know Johnson's a great receiver. So 
Can you give us, a little, without giving away strategy secrets, can you give us a little taste of what it might look like in the backfield? Yeah, I mean, you know, similar to what we always do is we're always going to try and find ways to, to take advantage of basically our skill sets, um, and especially when they provide favorable matchups. So um, finding different ways to get those guys the ball is, is, you know, it's kind of a unique situation because there aren't a whole lot of teams that, that really have players like Duke and David um, on their roster. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge for us, but it's a good challenge to find different ways to, to get them the ball and, and to make sure that we're taking advantage of what they do best. Coach, obviously your brother is an offensive lineman, so that's why I want to go with this. Your offensive line for the first time since you guys have been in the building is coming back as we know it. How important is that to have as opposed to you going to week one and you got Laramie Tunsil who's been there all of about four or five days yeah. against the Saints. Now you have all these guys that have at least been together for a portion of last season, know each other. How important is it to get those five guys up front back? That that's uh, it's very important, um, and it's something that uh, I, I think a lot of times is taken for granted. You know, especially in this league, when you're able to to have that continuity, uh, you know, not just year in year out, but week to week, um, is so important because so much of that position um, is working with the guy next to you, and whether it's communication or whether it's just the way it feels or whether it's a look in, on the line of scrimmage, whatever it may be. Um, there, you you start to develop this bond uh, with one another. Um, so so with those guys coming back, um, all of them haven't played a lot of football and haven't played a lot of football next to one another. Uh, it's it's only going to help us as as we continue to grow here as an offense. Coach, you've gotten some good production out of the tight ends last couple of years, and now we don't know what to expect from Kahale Waring, who was on IR last year, and. Uh, Jordan Thomas got off late, but he had a really good rookie year. So what do you think with that group? There are a lot of possibilities. Yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's four players there that, you know, we think uh, have, have really good, uh, you know, ability and, and talent. They all kind of provide different types of um, skill sets. You within that? Um, so uh, finding different ways to utilize those guys. It's similar somewhat in, as, you know, to the running back position is that you've, you've got multiple guys that can do multiple things. So uh, trying to figure out each and every week, which, which um, you know, which group or which guy or, or you know, what combination of, the, of those players is, is going to, you know, put us in the best position to be successful uh, is exciting. Coach, we've seen Deshaun Watson over the three years he's been on the field, now going into his fourth year. We've seen him grow and we've seen him mature as the leader of this organization you're next to him every single day. What have you seen from him with that growth? And what do you want to see him do even more so going into his fourth year here with the Texans? Yeah, um, you know, being able, being, being able to work with Deshaun every day, you, you see that he's the same guy. You know, he's never high. He's never too high. He's never too low. Uh, he comes in with the same willingness to improve. Um, you know, he's, he's just a, he's a joy to coach. Um, he, he listens. He wants to get better. Um, even though he's played at such a high level, he never has, you know, the, the thought or, you know, appearance that he knows better. Um, he's always willing to listen. And he's always willing to work. Uh, so it's it's just it's very enjoyable to coach him. Um, and then obviously taking strides and, you know, is this is going on his fourth year, being able to to continue to, like you said, grow in that in that leadership level, grow in his uh, complete understanding of, of not only just what we're doing as an offense, but how we're playing the game and what needs to be done in order to win the game. Um, and he's, he's been doing a great job so far. And, and 
again, I, I couldn't be more excited to continue to work. Coach, you've also coached in college, obviously, and without preseason games, does it kind of remind you of that a little bit in that you're going to practice, 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 and then go? September 10th, you got to get the team ready to play. What are some of the key factors in having the offense operating as well as it possibly can on September 10th? Sure. Um, you're never going to be able to, to completely simulate a game, the game type, you know, speed, uh, you know, on the on the practice field. That's just, you know, you guys have watched enough of it. To, to, there's a noticeable difference on Sundays compared to, you know, Wednesday through Friday. So uh, for us, especially during this training camp, once we start to get the pads on is, is to get the most out of practice and to make sure that those guys are, are treating it as, as game-like as they can. Um, and, and in order to do that, coming in and, and taking care of their bodies and things along those lines so that when they go out there, they can go hard and they can get the full speed reps and uh, they can start to work on the timing and the different communication, the different things that we may have missed out on uh, without those preseason games. Coach, how often have you thought about what your first play call is going to be against the Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Thought about it a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, having having that responsibility is exciting, um, and, and I can't wait to get it going. That, that, that is for sure. What about getting the offense ready to operate with whatever crowd noise there might be in opposing <laughs> stadiums? Because we know there's going to be some ambient noise added, but it probably is hard to know exactly what to expect. I mean, Arrowhead Stadium, it's hard to imagine it would be like a full Arrowhead Stadium. So how do you account for all that? Sure. Um, it's just really, uh, for, for us, you know, this time period, there's been so many unknowns, right? Like, mm -hmm. we just – each day you're kind of walking in or you're walking in here and you're hearing different things. You don't really know uh, what's going on. So for us, we're just going to continue to prepare uh, for, for, you know, make sure our players are prepared for any situation that may occur. Because who knows if they decide to pipe in, you know, all that, that chant for the entire game, like we got to make sure that we're ready for it. Um, so we're going to continue to prepare our guys as if it's going to be a hostile environment. Uh, cause, cause you know, whether or not there are people there, that, that, that game, there's going to be a lot of energy and, um, you know, we, we just got to make sure our guys are as prepared as possible for that. Coach, what can you tell us? Sorry, what can you tell us about the two rookies you have that you drafted in Charlie Heck out of North Carolina and Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island? Uh, yeah, they they've both been doing a good job coming in here and and learning you know learning their responsibilities. Again, for them, the first time they stepped into the building, it was the first time they had stepped into the building, right? So everything's coming at them. Um, you know, it's like trying to take a drink from a from a fireplace here. So. Uh, but they're doing a good job, you know, bit by bit, bite by bite, is, and, and they're 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 doing what we're asking them to do. Um, so we're really pleased with the progress those two are making. Well, Coach, thanks so much for the time, and, and best of luck getting ready for the campaign. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you guys. All right. There he is, Johnny. Yeah, good stuff there from Tim Kelly. You know, I asked him a question about the, the first play call when you're calling plays. And I remember the first time that I called plays as a coach many, many, many years ago, I – I got the job actually late. I got it in uh, early June, and I was like, "Wow!" Every day from that day forth until the first game, I thought about what my first play was going to be. I could be driving to to the grocery store. I could be driving to Publix. Um, I could be going to pick up my wife from somewhere. I could go meet her in her office, whatever. I was thinking about what I wanted that first play call to be, and I don't know why. What it was that it? First play well, call. I don't. I don't remember. Um, I. <laughs> I don't remember now that I think you, about it. You I don't, don't remember. remember this. I mean, I, guess I find is, that so surprising. My guess is I tried to run some zone play. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and it, it didn't go really well. But I do, I mean, going after that, 
I do remember there were some plays. I do remember my last year of coaching. I remember coming out, and I knew exactly what play I wanted to run. I wanted to run a down-the-line option pass, so fake option, step down, step back, and my wide receiver's wide open, and the ball slips out of my quarterback's hands. Pick it off. They pick it off. They run it back. They get it back within the 15-yard line. I'm like, he's wide open. It's a a walk-in touchdown. Oh. It's one of the best play calls, and a ball slips out of his hand. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, all that thought about what you're going to do, and then it gets picked on the first Humans the first are flawed. Play. Sorry. It really is. I mean, mm. you know, 11-5 season, 2018. How did we start that season on offense, 2018? You remember? Dropped the ball. First play from scrimmage, first right? First play from scrimmage. Lamar Miller and Deshaun Watson fumbled. Yeah. And came oh away with an 11-5 record. So, you know, sometimes that first play doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. But, man, you think about it all offseason – you wanted to just get yourself in a groove. Hey, man, let's just pick up five yards. That's all I'm looking to do. But, man, yeah. sometimes you do it for a few years, and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I want to score this first play. And we had it. It was right, and then they intercepted. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that one definitely for sure. Okay, speaking of what you remember when, we are going to go in the not-so-way-back machine, but we're going to go way back to a few years. 2016 is going to be a year. 2013 mm. is going to be a year we're going to go back to. And 2019, just last year. We're going to do all that next as I bounce. What you remember when? Off of Mark Vandermeer right here on a Wednesday edition of Texas All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial or else. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. 
Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just 24575 Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. Texans training camp is underway, and no one knows how this is going to go. We talk about it all the time. If a certain amount of people were to contract it, unfortunately, that may happen. We have to be ready for that. When news from Texans training camp breaks, breaks, breaks be breaks. sure you're the first to know. Download the Radio.com app, favorite Sports Radio 610, and sign up for push notifications. We'll send them straight to your phone. So far, so, far, so good. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. 10. Now back to more Texans talk on Texans All Access. All right, we're going to get to a What You Remember When Wednesday in just a second. Mark, I just saw this tweet. It's from AP Sports. Club pros at the PGA have seen a surge in golf back home triggered by the COVID-19 pandemic. Rounds played around the country we're up 6% in May over 2019 and 14% in June. COVID's yep. bringing people back to the golf course. Yeah, because you can play. It's a socially distanced sport. A lot of people are playing. Somehow I'm not, Johnny. I mean, I played very little. I played one full round since this whole yep. thing started. But I do play a few holes on the weekends with Vanderkid, too. He's seven years old and, you know, he hits the ball a full 70 yards on occasion. So uh, that's pretty good. I actually almost had a hole in one the other day. It, it on a obviously a you part did. three. I did, I did, and it. I saw it roll out. It was getting dark, and it, I heard a. I heard it bounce off the uh, stick, 
And I just said to Vanderkin, I said, it's a little too loud. I don't think it dropped. You know, you got to hit it perfectly flush for it to drop. If there's yeah. any angle, it's bouncing off unless you hit it, you know. And it wasn't like screaming. But yeah. I was like, I just think it was too hard. And I went up. It was seven feet away. But it definitely hit the stick. One of those. Ugh. Fish story. Thank you very much. The one that got away. Next. Have you ever had a hole-in-one? No. No, I never have. I think Andre's had at least one. Uh, and it's weird at because sometimes one. sometimes great golfers, and I'm certainly not one, yeah, yeah. Uh, never have one. Sometimes guys who are just okay, they have a bunch of them. You know, I've holed out from the fairway once with Patty Smith in a tournament. It was really fun. She had a monster drive, and I, I hit like this 127-yard shot that uh, went in the hole. So we had a, a deuce on a, you know, nice. a scramble. We were getting strokes. It was awesome. I think we had like a negative score on that hole. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever gotten close. Now – Balls in the water on a hole, I've probably set a record for that. I don't think there's, I don't mm. think I've done that. And uh, Texans presidents hit with a golf cart. I have that. I have that. Yeah. that title down as well because that's one See? for me. So yeah, uh, I have accomplishments on the golf course. Okay, but no hole in ones. Holes in one. All right. So what you remember when Wednesday? So Mark, let's start with this. I had this one. It was, I really wanted to get to it last time. Because we had a lot of joyful moments. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious your response to this, the first two. Okay. What you remember when the Texans signed quarterback Brock Osweiler? I was happy. I think, I think everybody was – well, maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people were really happy. He was the top quarterback on the market, right? Yeah. And they needed a quarterback. They were cut off 2015 with Mallett and Hoyer, and everyone knew they needed a quarterback, and they signed the top guy on the market. It was a huge deal, but, you know, not that much bigger than what the Broncos were prepared to offer Brock. So they would have made that error as well. And who knew? You know, he was 5-2 and two as a starter. You know, he wasn't great in Denver, but, hey – he had barely played. He looked good in relief of Manning. He's going to get better, right? He checks out character-wise, I think, and let's go for it. And it just didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Now, they did go 9-7 and seven and win a playoff game, which was pretty good. But he got benched along the way, and, and the rest is history. But, your, but my reaction that day, Johnny, was, wow, we got Brock Osweiler. It was a huge deal. And credit the organization, Mr. McNair, uh, Rick Smith, you know, Bill, they, they wanted a really – they wanted a quarterback. They got a quarterback, and they bailed on it as quickly as possible when they saw it wasn't working, right? They're like, we're done with this after one year. Let's just just cut our losses. Um, and obviously it was a, a big move to ship them to Cleveland, that trade. And then they make the huge trade for Deshaun Watson. So a year later, you get your guy. But – they tried, and, and I, I credit teams that are you know trying to make bold moves. Instead of drafting a guy like number three overall, and you're stuck with him for four years, like you know Blake Bortles did do a, a good job of that one year in 2017 with the Jags, but a lot of teams get in this drafting a quarterback trap, like the Titans themselves, yeah. right? You know, drafting quarterbacks. You know, Vince Young, obviously, he's got a good record as a starter, so I don't want to get into the whole Vince debate, but then you get Locker. Right. And then, you know, uh, then you get Mariota and like those guys don't work out. Now they finally have a guy they think can. But you get in that trap of drafting guys high and it doesn't work. It's tough sometimes. Now, luckily for the Texans, you know, they went bold with Osweiler and they go bold with Watson and Watson worked out. So that's good. So here's a draft report of Rock Mm -hmm. Osweiler. Oh, boy. Is this yours? <laughs> has a tendency to lock on to wide receivers, but plays in a system that creates those tendencies. There's no Mazzoni offense. I mean, that's how he designed it. Decent feet outside the pocket for his size. 
Takes mm-hmm. a while to get rid of the ball. Labored release. At times, he'll step in his throws nicely because he doesn't hold the defender with his eyes. He ends up having to throw into traffic. Plays in simplistic read offense. Low release point. Inconsistent with zip on his passes. Overall, some teams will be intrigued by Osweiler's size, but his arm slot and delivery make him play shorter than his listed size. When he steps in his passes, he looks pretty good, but he needs work to improve his consistency. He makes way too many dangerous throws for playing in a quote-unquote system. He will probably be overdrafted on his size and potential. I put a projection in the third, fourth round. He went in the second round. So when the Texans uh, signed him, that day, I remember that day, I was sitting in my office, and they had, oh boy, here it is. And I, back in 2012, I wasn't, you know, this vocal, I wasn't, you know, killing Brock Osweiler. I just felt like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a second-round quarterback. Uh, and my draft report basically said that. I had him going after Nick Foles. And I was, I just remember sitting in my office going, okay, John, this is really kind of putting you to the test now, because... Your draft report, you weren't a really big fan of him. But now you need him to be really, really good. So it's yep. like I need myself to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to have myself be wrong. Right. And unfortunately, uh, I hate to say it, I was right. Which leads me to number two. <laughs> Go on. What? And, and I bring this up because we haven't had OTAs. We haven't yeah. had minicamp. And I actually thought about this with Tim Kelly today. Because you see these guys, I mean, some of these guys we won't, we're seeing for the first time August 14th when we get a chance to see practice. That'll be the first time we've seen these guys. So pumped. But when Brock came in in 2016, we got to see him during the first day of OTAs. Right. And I remember there being a media throng. What you remember when, Mark Vandermeer, you saw Brock Osweiler <laughs> the first time as a Texan? Uh, what, in OTAs? Yep. All right, so let, let's just take the whole OTA period in 2016. Savage looked really good. Yes. That's what I remember about Brock Osweiler in 2016 OTAs and training camp. <laughs> I remember thinking, man, Savage looks really good. Like, what is going on here? And I've talked about this before, how – and I've never really talked to Bill O'Brien about it, but I, I would imagine they felt the same way. Savage in practice always looked really good through a beautiful yeah. ball, looked really good, looked better than Mallett and Hoyer at times in 2015. And you saw what happened. He got hurt in that fourth preseason game, IR for the year or IR. Uh, yeah. As 2016 eventually does take over for Osweiler. 2017 gets the starting job. But you know what? It just really wasn't meant to be. He's not a gamer, you know, or wasn't at the time. I doubt he can resurrect things from here. So that's what I thought. I thought, ah, Brock's just, you know, it's tough. It's a difficult offense. It's going to take him a while. He's just got to get up to speed. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. You know, like you, I wanted him to succeed. We all did. You want him to succeed, and it just didn't work out. I remember distinctly (laughs) as they're throwing routes on Mm -hmm. air, he airmailed Hop one time about oh. four or five feet over Hop's head. And it was one of the first throws he made. And I just remember looking uh. and going, um, hmm. and Hop kind of looked back like, bro, we're, this is against air. Yeah. And yeah. I just what remember the rest of that practice not going exceedingly well. Yeah. And I was walking off the practice field with another media member. And he said to me, it gets better, right? And I was like, it damn well better get better. I mean, that was my exact reaction yeah. was it better. Mm-hmm. And, and it did slightly, but it just never 
got all the way there. But I just remember seeing him for the first time going, okay, we had seen him in, in preseason with the Broncos for two straight years. In yeah. 15, he came in to NRG and lit it up in that preseason game. We saw him mm-hmm. in 2014 out in Denver in those practices. So we had seen him then, but, man, there was something just different. And maybe because all eyes were on him. He just didn't look the same. Just every, I mean, it just didn't look right. None of it looked right. Nope. And it started with his very first throw. Okay, let's get to, uh, let's get to a little happier note. It didn't okay. start happy. It did not start happy, but it ended that way. What you remember when Carlos Hyde fumbled to start the 2019 game week six at Kansas City? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, he played there, right? And that, he was part of the Martinez-Rankin trade. Yep. And that was a terrible way to start a game. You know, when you look back at some of these games when you're down, especially looking at the replays, you're thinking, "How do we? are we going to come back? Like, you know, I was watching that one. We're yeah. down 17-3, to three, and I'm thinking, is this thing over? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I thought we won this game. I thought this movie had a better ending. Yeah. And there comes the comeback, right? So at the time... I, look, with Watson, I'm never that down. i got to be honest with you. I always feel like there's, you know, while I'm doing the game, there's a chance. There's a chance yep. to come back. Now, the playoff game, there just was this feeling of, I don't think it's going to happen today. You know, yeah. I, don't, I felt better when I watched the replay of that game because I thought in the second half we score, we're down 10. I'm like, just make a stop yeah, and yeah. score again, and now it's a one-score game, and let's rock. Yep. But uh, at the uh, during the game, I had a feeling of, were buried. It just was a terrible cloud over that stadium at that point for the Texans. And, Johnny, the other thing about the Chiefs is this. We don't go there much. I know it feels like we go there more because we've played them a bunch, especially lately. You know, we play them twice in 15 with the playoffs and then 16 at home and then 17 at home. We've been to Arrowhead Stadium three times in the regular season, in Texans history. The only other team that's like that in the AFC is Pittsburgh. That's it. Pittsburgh and KC are the fewest visits for the Houston Texans. And I actually had to call Kevin Cooper about this because there's an oddity because you're supposed to play the AFC uh, other divisions every three years, right? Right. Well, the Chiefs in 07 were at NRG and in 2010 were at NRG. And I was like, why was it? And the Raiders were road games both those years. So I actually called Coop and I said, why was that? And he said, because it affects – the other teams in the in the uh, division, if they if they don't have a West Coast game, they they switch it up. It happens every once in a while in the scheduling. Um, so that's one of the reasons why the Texans haven't been there much. So, thirteen with Case Keenum, oh four with Andre Johnson and Marcus Coleman, coast to coast pick six, uh, and Chris Brown kicking a field goal to win that one. You know the Texans have been to Arrowhead only three times, and they're two and one in those regular yeah. season games in history. It's pretty interesting to me, yeah. anyway. Unfortunately, Owen won the playoff games, which, yeah. while you brought it up, let's do it. Mm-hmm. What you remember when Case Keenum got the start in 2013 at Arrowhead Stadium? Tremendous excitement because you knew Case had a really good preseason and you were eager to see what he could do. And Matt Schaub, the wheels were coming off. He was hurt also. Yeah. Um, it felt like TJ... It uh, just wasn't going to give you the spark at the time. It's funny because later on, TJ was Mr. Spark in 2015. Yeah. Uh, but it just it's funny how that stuff goes. Um, I just think it was an awkward situation. I've never talked to TJ about it. How thir- In 2013, I think because Schaub was such a presence 
that, you know, you're not trying to, like, take over for Matt Schaub. And it must have been weird for him because he was so – Schaub was so great to TJ as a rookie in, in uh, 2011. But who yeah. knows? Anyway, uh, it, there was a lot of excitement in that game. Uh, Keenum threw the ball deep to DeAndre Hopkins. You know, you grabbed a lead at one point. It was um, it was really cool, but the Texans' offense couldn't go anywhere in the second half. And, you know, Gary Kubiak later in that season when he tried to get Schaub back in the game, and he did ultimately get Schaub back in the game against Jacksonville and stuff like that, talked about protection and Keenum's ability or lack thereof at the time as a first-year player to recognize certain uh, protection needs and things like that. Obviously, Keenum's uh, very much improved in that category, but maybe he just wasn't ready in the eyes of Kubiak. But the thought of going back to shop for the fan base and everything was just unacceptable. Yep. Uh, so it was interesting how that year played out. Interesting from a very dark way, just put it that way. If I would have told you mm-hmm. that as Case was starting against the Chiefs and I told you of these quarterbacks, shot, well, I mean, Matt's still in the league, I guess, but yeah. I would have told you, look, Case Keenum – will stick around this league at least through 2020. At least through 2020. Would you have believed it? I might not have because, look, he was undrafted and he was on the practice squad. He was running routes as a receiver on the scout team and playing DB on the scout team. You know, he was doing stuff like that in 2012 when he was drafted. And then all of a sudden in 2013, Kubiak is telling us, Watch out for this guy. He's going to push the first two. And I said, you mean like, what, what do you mean push the first two? He said, oh, no, he's going to push him. You watch. And he was serious. Like, Kubiak really believed in Keenum. So, uh, you know, ultimately I know he pulled him. But um, that that's really cool stuff. Johnny, I don't know if I would have believed it at the time that he'd be around that long. He's got a lot of jobs. He's made a lot of money, and I really salute him. Look, he ended up on the practice squad for the Rams in 2014, right? Yeah. It took a while. You know, but I think that this league is like that for some guys. You you have to get an opportunity or maybe several at times. And if you do and you really work hard and you're talented, maybe it works out for you in a way that – and look, working out for Case Keenum, he's not winning a Super Bowl or whatever in all likelihood, but – He's having a nice career. By nice career, I mean he's started a lot of games. He might not have won a ton of them, but how many guys would ache for the career of Case Keenum, playing in the league that long, making that money, having some nice moments along the way, no doubt. He was one of the top 50 players as assessed by the players uh, going into 2018 after the 2017 season. I mean, he has a magical, magical Mm -hmm. season with Minnesota. I mean, you're right. How many players would love to have just one season like he's had so pretty mm. interesting stuff mark good job with what you remember when wednesday okay we get back we will go around the league and the titans are still looking for their potential starting edge rusher where is vic beasley we'll talk about that next right here in texans All access touchdown texans radio continues in a moment July's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Fire Department firefighter and EMT Joshua Templeton. For the past seven years, Templeton has gone above and beyond to serve the Houston community. During Hurricane Harvey, he went door by door on a boat for three days straight, helping and rescuing those in need. And he has continued to dedicate his life to serving the Houston community and ensuring everyone's safety during this challenging time. The Houston Texans and Apache would congratulate him for being our July Star of Courage. 
Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Texans training camp is underway, and no one knows how this is going to go. We talk about it all the time. If a certain amount of people were to contract it, unfortunately, that may happen. We have to be ready for that. When news from Texans training camp breaks, breaks, breaks be breaks, sure breaks. you are the first to know. Download the Radio.com app, favorite Sports Radio 610, and sign up for push notifications. We'll send them straight to your phone. So far, so good. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston. More Texans Radio is on the way. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. 
I'm Cynthia Nunez-Colbert, President and CEO of Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. This is our story. Prior to February, Catholic Charities was doing our normal business. I can tell you, every day I know, we make a difference. But then came March. We were wondering how we'd make it. We had to look carefully at our budget, at our resources, and thankfully applied for a PPP loan. I'll tell you, it's made all the difference. Thank you, Amogee Bank. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. Welcome back. Final segment, this Wednesday edition. Tomorrow night, the General John McClain will be with us. And Mark, I don't know, has the General been getting tested? Uh, I need to kind of know what he thinks about the uh, the entire COVID process i know he was he was studying up on it he was practicing it a little bit sticking swabs up his nose uh trying to get ready for it so um i know he's uh he was i don't want to say nervous about it but i know he was planning on doing it so he could be at practices um this this summer but uh he will be with us tomorrow so make sure we put down the list of questions to ask him if he has been tested yet I yeah think he's he going to be he's going he, to be I think has he yet? I don't know if he has. I don't but. know. I don't know if that media tier that he's in, that outside media tier, the outsiders, uh, if they've been tested yet. But it's got to be pretty soon because they have to get tested and then tested again. I think before they can go near anybody. Yeah, no, no question. Mark, this story in Tennessee has really caught my attention. And in fact, Vic Beasley was a guy that a lot of people would tweet to me this offseason. Went, hey, Vic Beasley, what do you think? Outside edge rusher, maybe this is the way you go. And I was like, hey, look, he had a really good 2016 season. I mean, out of control, good. But we saw him at NRG Stadium, and he was a blip on radar screen. He didn't really do yeah. anything. Well, he ended up signing with the Tennessee Titans because the Titans' need at edge rusher was even worse than the Texans' need. They had Harold Landry, and that was about it. Well, Vic Beasley still has not reported for the Tennessee Titans. Said Mike Vrabel, talking with the Tennessee media today, he's not here. Everybody else is. He's under contract. We expect him to be here. But again, we've reached out and have had not had much conversation with him. Beasley told GM John Robinson on July 29th, the last time anybody talked to him, that he would report. Beasley has until Tuesday to report for the year to count towards his accrued seasons of the league. This was just kind of weird that they just can't get in touch with Vic Beasley, Mark. I, this is just an odd situation for the Titans. And I don't want to revel in whatever's going on with Vic Beasley. No. Nah. But I know if Tennessee doesn't find some sort of edge presence to go along with Harold Landry, there could be some issues. Because you're talking about no Vic Beasley, no Jarrell Casey. Where are they going to get pass rush from? Yeah. Fortunately, I think there's one guy they might consider that would make me very, very upset. But that said... If there's no Vic Beasley, man, their pass rush could really be hurting defensively. Well, 
last year, Casey, they felt like he kind of ran out of gas a little bit as the season went on, and, and clearly they felt like they were ready to move on without him. Yep. But he's pretty good. And, you know, maybe they were not enthralled with his performance during their run. I mean, I don't really know. But they clearly need help. You're right. I'm still curious. Everybody is. Clowny watch continues, mm-hmm. which is bizarre to me. At first, everyone said, well, you can't give him a physical or whatever. You can see him. If, you want, if you're interested, you can, J.D. will come over and you can have a look, right? You, you can figure this out, the medical part of it, how healthy is he. You know, I feel, I feel like it's a tough situation for him because this should be a bonanza free agent year for him. But, I, again, I go back to that deal, Johnny, and, you know, the, the market, I know it was a little bit different last year, but everybody, this proves it. Everybody knew it was a one-year deal because you knew you yep. couldn't sign him long-term unless you backed up the Binks, Brinks truck at the time. And who was ready to do that? Apparently nobody, and Seattle included in that bunch. So we'll see how it works out for him. And I really hope, you know, for his sake it does. You know, But it, it's an awkward situation. Do you take a one-year deal? Do you do a uh, one-year prove-it or a two-year deal and hope for the best? I'm not sure how you're going to handle this if you're him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Mark, Bill Barnwell put together an article for ESPN and I give him credit. I, I love doing this sort of thing. So I, I, I think Bill Barnwell can put together some stuff that's, uh, I don't want to say out there, but sometimes I read it and go, well, okay, he's reaching a little bit. But I like it when he does this. Projecting future Hall of Famers for all 32 teams. Mm-hmm. How many? It's worth, re- it's worth reading. It's definitely worth reading. And I haven't gotten through all of it, but I, of course, clicked on HOU. To take us right to the Houston Texans. Now, what he has done is he has put players in percentage categories. Oh. And so he's got locks, 100%. Then he's got likely from 70% to 99%. Then he's got in the running from 40% to 69%. And then he's got work to do 10% to 39%. The Texans have a lock. Who is what? What? Yes. Thank you. In the running... From 40% to 69%. Watson. Yes. He said Watson has earned Pro Bowl nods in each of his first two full seasons as a starter, which is easier for quarterbacks than it is for most positions. Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in football, though he might struggle to earn first-team All-Pro nods when stuck in the same time frame as Mahomes. AFC South other locks. Care to take a guess? Other locks. Uh, Johnny, in Indy? You can stop I, right there. None. Yeah, I, I was going to no, say, I was going to go no through. I, I was feeling a very unlock vibe. Yeah. You know, Rivers, work to do? Yeah. He's got in the running 40% the running. to 69%. Wait till you hear this. Philip Rivers, Quentin Nelson, and Darius Leonard. Okay. In the running. In the running. Those guys got... are going into their third year, but Watson's going into his fourth. Johnny, is, is Roethlisberger in? Did you check? Is he a yes. lock? Yes. He's a lock, according He's a to lock. Barnwell. He has Ben Roethlisberger as a lock. I don't, think John McClain, I don't think John McClain does. I don't think he has Roethlisberger yeah. as a lock to make it, but I think, I think Roethlisberger's in. I think Here's one. Here's one. Work to do 10% to 39% for the Bengals, Joe Burrow. No, please. Yes. He did not do that. He did. That's he that's a clickbaity thing. I that, know it come is. on. It is definitely clickbait. Mark Lots of work to do. Yes, lots of work. <laughs> it's good homework. Take take a read on that. It's very, very mm-hmm. good. I'm gonna read that tonight and uh we'll have the general on with us tomorrow. You definitely want to tune in for that. We'll have more 
players tomorrow. Uh, I think there are a couple more. I think it's David Johnson and mm. Brandon Cooks meet with Houston Media, so we'll have that. I think Bill O'Brien also meets with the media, so we'll yep. have some of that tomorrow for our Texas Audio Jukebox. So we got all that. Jay, back in studio. Thank you, my friend. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award. Presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your teenager to help around the house? Okay, Mom, I emptied the dishwasher, vacuumed the basement, and folded the sheets out of the dryer. Wait, what? Oh, and next, I'm going to clean Mitten's litter box. Are we in some kind of prank show or something? That's a camera, isn't it? There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details. Are you missing out on Houston's most exclusive business network? Members of Texans Lux become your network, matching you with your executive peers at any of our exclusive events. With more than 10 off-season events per year, like trips with a team to training camp, VIP draft party, business luncheons, and more, you're provided year-round access to the network that works for you. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your network by visiting HoustonTexansLux.com. We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already. And still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dykin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dykin! Air intelligence! Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Lots more to break down. He's in! Touchdown, Houston! Next on Texans Radio. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. 
After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth-grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at 20 locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Calling all superheroes. At the Felchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchins families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own, or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelchin.org. The Pelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.